Welcome to Traveling Inside Out. This is Alina, your host. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing, starring or following Traveling Inside Out on any podcast platform you feel like. And once again, please don't forget to review it on iTunes. Thank you. As the title says, um, today's episode is about emergency abroad. And more specifically, what should you do when traveling abroad, something bad happens? Because let's be real, as much as we prepare and as much as we are trying to not get in trouble, sometimes, unfortunately, things are staying a little bit different. I haven't had a lot of problems um, on my own, but I did have uh, friends who got in trouble or people who uh, kind of needed my help. So I can talk from their experiences or my experiences as in uh, helping someone else. In general, the things that can happen to you could be either to have something stolen from you, Um, You could get sick or injured. Um, You could get lost. And I think these are the major ones uh, or the most common ones. Of course, there are way worse situations that I don't feel like talking about um, because they are very rare and I I don't... Like, yeah. (laughs) So... I said this before and I'm going to say it again and again and again and again because I truly believe that having a traveling insurance is really important. Even though it might be expensive for your budget, but especially for those who plan to travel for months and months in a row, believe me, that traveling insurance is going to help you not only with like you know like save you from whatever the problem is but really when it comes to your budget is the best investment that you can do as a long-term traveler i said this uh, before but i'm going to say it again in this episode for whoever didn't listen to my stories uh, before i did get something stolen and As I mentioned last time as well, it wasn't quite stolen. I kind of forgot it. And by the time I went back, uh, it was taken away. So it was like half a lie. Um, The funny thing is that, so I got my GoPro stolen when I was in uh, Uruguay. And I really want to say something. The fact that I was in Uruguay actually doesn't matter at all. It does not matter, not even a, a moment, that that's where people are stealing stuff. Like, no. It was my fault that I forgot it there, and by the time I went, I forgot it um, basically on the street. So by the time I I went back, it was gone, which I think would happen in almost every country. Um, But the funny part of it is that I forgot that I had the traveling insurance because I don't, when I, usually when I travel, I travel for one week or something like that, so I don't have traveling insurance for that specific time. And I forgot I have traveling insurance. And I needed, like, a friend reminded me. I, I was complaining to a friend, and he was like, but don't you have traveling insurance? Isn't, aren't your stuff insured? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And actually, I play, paid extra for my stuff to be insured as well. So 
<laughs> that was kind of funny. However, just for you to know, of course, it depends from one traveling insurance to another. But what it was asked for me, it was to have an invoice of the product that I got stolen. Of course, they need the invoice in order to prove that it's yours and that you had it and also to see the amount of money that you paid on it. And I needed an official document uh, for the police department in which I basically made a complaint about my thing getting stolen, which I've done. It was a little bit difficult because it was in Spanish. I was in the beginning of my trip and I didn't speak Spanish that well. They didn't have any translator. Um, so either way, I made, I made it work. And... I was given back, unfortunately, not the whole amount that I asked for, but I was given back quite a, a big amount in order to... I wasn't able to buy another GoPro, but I was able to, you know, to do something with the money. Um, another thing is when you get sick. So um, it depends on how sick you are. And it depends how bad is it. Um, you should really, really, really read the traveling insurance, what you should do in case of, uh, and so on. Because, for example, if you are um, going to the emergency room, you're supposed to keep every single document. And always, remember, always, no matter what, no matter what they are asking to send and so on, you should always, always, always have copies after your traveling insurance, of course, but then after every single document that you get when you get into the hospital. Now, it can be you get sick because you have high fever or you get sick because you broke an ankle or you get sick because I really don't know. There are a lot of things that can get wrong. Um, so you should really read the traveling insurance that you're um, having for your trip. But as I was saying, alongside we remember to keep all the documents, make sure that, uh, or like at least try, ask them to have it in English. And if it's not possible, um, if it's still a language that is commonly used, like Spanish or you know, like a common use language, then that's okay. However, if it's something completely different, you might need to translate it. I do have to say that I didn't need to translate the Spanish one, and I didn't need to translate the Icelandic one either, which was amazing because <laughs> I was like, I can't, like, nope, 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 nope. And I'm talking about the Icelandic one because I uh, got my uh, ankle twisted basically and I was still on my traveling insurance even though I was kind of moving back to Iceland but the documents were not uh, starting and I, I didn't sign the contract yet um, starting working in Iceland so I was still covered um, with my traveling insurance so I used that and they actually gave me all the money back from um, going to the doctor and um, 
and having someone looking at my ankle and so on, and also for the medication that they gave me. So I put everything together and I was reimbursed. And this is something very important to remember when it comes to traveling insurance. The, the majority of the time, you're not going to get the money on, on the spot. You are going to have to pay and then you're getting reimbursed. So always, always, always have... And this is, again, something that I, I'm referring to for people who are traveling for a lot of months in a row. Have some money put aside as in the emergency money. For me, I had around, I don't remember, maybe it was around $1,000 that I had on the side in the idea that no matter what's going to happen to me during my travels, I can always just book a plane ticket and fly somewhere safer because I was planning to travel for one year through South America and not knowing what I'm going to find there, not knowing what the troubles could be. And honestly, like when I was in um, Argentina, they were marching in the streets, so that can be dangerous um, because when there's a lot of people marching in the street and it was not that peaceful either, you don't know what to expect. And this is the only thing that you should expect, the fact that you don't know what to expect. <coughs> okay. Um, another thing that is really important, um, when you travel in wherever you travel, you should have at least a number or at least to have an idea of, first and foremost, what's the police or uh, um like what's the number for the emergency and so on, or like the police or whatever. It's important to know that from one country to another, numbers change. Like for example, in the United States, it's famous 911. However, in uh, Romania, and like probably in the majority of uh, European countries, it's 112. Um, so have that in mind. But alongside with that, again, um, remember to, before you start your trip, this is something that you should do before you start your trip, because if you're doing it while you're in trouble, maybe you're not going to have the time. You will be too stressed out to think about it. Um, or maybe you're going to not have uh, access to internet to, to look for these kind of places uh, or the information that you need to know. So try to find out where or the number or email address or anything from your embassy or consulate. I can tell you hands down, for example, in uh, South America, I didn't need help, but a friend of mine did. And so I got in touch via email and then on WhatsApp, on actual WhatsApp, I got in touch with the consulate and the embassy in Argentina and Paraguay. Um, it's very important to, to do that because, at least in my case, every time when I was talking with the embassy, I was very well treated. Of course, this comes from one country to another. This happens. It, it depends. But every single time when I needed help, and this happened as well when I was in Tunisia, because I decided to stay longer in Tunisia, and like one week after, they... Um, the, like someone uh, doesn't matter. The point is that it got to be really dangerous. People were in the streets, cars exploded in the street and so on. So I contacted my embassy and told them my address, where I live and that I'm there. And in case that I need to leave the country for them to let me know directly. 
It wasn't the case. However, it was important to do that. So again, before your trip, try to mark down. And also, for example, try to remember that not every country has an embassy, but you can trust the consulate or, so, or something like that. For example, in South America, I think Romania has three embassies and there's a consulate in every country or something like that. I don't remember now by heart, but I had the list um, with who should I contact in case of emergency. Um, this is something else that you could do before, again, before traveling. You could um, go online on um, your government page and try to see all the embassies and so on. Because in general, at least in my case, they are writing how uh, dangerous that country is. Of course, um, they are mentioning in general, but if something is really bad happening, because maybe maybe you're not keeping up with the news, which would be nice to do, it, but maybe you're not keeping up with the news. Maybe there was a huge flood or like a tsunami or like an earthquake that uh, destroyed a lot of um, a lot of places in the country where you're um, willing to go. So maybe try to be, you know, informed before going in one of those places. And another thing that I, th uh, I believe is very important, or like something else that would, can, could happen, as I already mentioned, is you could get lost. Now, the getting lost part, it's important, especially for those hikers who love to go hiking by themselves, which I did. I didn't get lost um, in, I mean, I kind of derooted, let's say, but I never got really lost that, like the... The night would come and I cannot get back or something like that never happened to me. So I was lucky with that. Um, however, I think it's important, especially when you go hiking on a longer uh, hiking trip, um, which can happen. There are hiking trails that last for a few days. It's important to let... Um, your family or friends know and be like, hey, hi, so I'm going to do this hike. It lasts five days. If on the sixth day you don't hear from me, please try to contact uh, someone to look for me. But that being said, also remember to tell them when you're back. And regarding this, I also need to say that it's important to, to listen to the local advice. Please listen to, if you're going to stay um, in a hostel or whatever your accommodation is, please ask the front desk for advice. If it is, Maybe it was your dream to go, I don't know what, glacier, but maybe it was a, a flood and you're supposed to cross rivers and it's too dangerous. Or there was an avalanche and there's a lot of snow. So listen to the local advice and also listen maybe it's, maybe you wanted to go on i don't know what volcano but it's not the season to go hiking on that volcano because it's too muddy or it's too i don't know too stormy and so on so please 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 listen to the local advice and another thing i don't know how in how many countries this is but in iceland for example um if you go i think to safe travel is if I remember correctly the address, you can actually kind of um, enroll, let's say, or like you can subscribe to, or like, I don't even know how to call it. And you can uh, write down where you're planning to go and how much time, and you can give access to your GPS location through your phone. 
And at the same time, as I was saying, if in five days you are not reaching where you wanted to reach, they are getting an alarm and they are gonna get to they are gonna try to get in touch with you. And if they don't, then they are gonna start looking for you. So maybe you can ask um, the locals about something similar in the country where you are going to visit. These were my uh, short advices. If you have any others, feel free to add. You can send me a voice message or get in touch with me. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com. Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself. Bye.